Welcome to Beyond a Parent, the podcast for Christians seeking clarity for parenting in a confusing world. I'm Chuck Mead. Hey, I'm Jeremy Autry. So, Jeremy, it's been a little while since we've recorded, I know, right? I completely forgot how. It's okay. Uh, we're a little rusty, but it's going to be okay. We've already had our caffeine for the day. Yeah. Anything new happening in your life? Um, no. Getting My ready life for... is completely boring. I just got back from a mission trip to Texas, preparing for kids camp. Summer's a little crazy when you're a children's pastor. Fortunately, when you're a student pastor, summer's... Oh, Basically yes. a vacation. So chill. Nothing. No, we're getting ready to go to camp in a couple weeks. And uh, the new children's building is getting put up. Hey, we got two out of four walls standing now. So it's exciting. Coming October of this year. Ish. Potentially. Ish. So last week, we opened up uh, kind of a mini-series we're doing on education. And so, yeah, that sounds like not the thing we want to talk about in the middle of summer, but... It's happening. Here we are. Yeah. So what we're going to be doing is going to be, we'll be walking through the three different options of education for Christian parents. But Jeremy, we want to clarify, this is not about pitting one method of education against another. Yeah. We've spent a lot of time talking in this podcast about the truth that um, as a parent, every one of us is in a different situation and our kids are all different. And um, ultimately, it's our job to listen to the Lord, study, make an informed, spirit-filled decision in every area um, as it pertains to our children. And um, we're definitely not saying one of these is more godly than the other or, or more appropriate than the other. Um, uh, sometimes we can become very entrenched in our own camps and our own way of thinking, and um, we're not for that. We're against that. Yeah. And... Pastor Jeremy and I both, we have our own personal opinions of something like we be, where we believe God's led our families separately. But one thing I love about the unity of the church, Jeremy, especially in our student ministry, is I love seeing the different backgrounds that students come from. Like we have a, a different, we've got people who are homeschooled, we've got students who are Christian school, we've got students who are public school. And I love seeing that combination of everyone coming together, even though their their families have chosen different methods of education, but we can still come together as a church, worship God and serve Him together. Your student ministry is a beautiful picture of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You have not just students who are in those different realms of edu- education, but you have leaders in your youth group. Um, people who you would look to and say, hey, these are teens that are close to God and that are in these different areas of education. So it's a good picture of that. It's true. And here in our church um, and in the church in general, we have Christian leaders who grew up and went through these different forms of education Mm -hmm. and grew up to be fine, outstanding Christian citizens who love Jesus and serve Him and and went through these different methods. So. Um, We're definitely not trying to place a value on one or the other, but at the same time, we want to discuss them so we can understand strengths and weaknesses and go in with our eyes wide open. Yes. So with that being said, that we don't know your kids, your situation, you need to, as parents, pray where God would lead you. Today's episode is going to be on public school education. So Jeremy, if we could start this off, what makes public school education a valid choice for parents? Well, let me begin by saying I'm a product of public school education and look how great I am. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I you are great. kind of hurt my feelings. I agree with you. Um, uh, my weaknesses and... Uh, lack of education are not 
responsibility of the public school system either. I was a, a hard-headed student. But there are some great things about public education, some things that um, we do value. First of all, it's paid for. Free is not the right word because I guess here in America your tax dollars paid for it. Nothing's free. <laughs> but uh, the, the gospel's free. Okay, Jeremy, I wasn't going there. But okay, yeah, well, right. this you're is right. a gospel center. Yes, podcast. you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, well, oh, yeah, it's free. It's paid for. Um, any other choice that you make, there is a cost consideration in that. So public school's free. That's, um, that's a pretty great positive. It is. It is, re- really. And I think another thing we can look at is when you're going to uh, public school, you have professionally trained teachers that who are equipped, who are trained to handle different difficult or specialized situations. Like, for example... Um, our son's in speech therapy, and we get it free through the school system. So even though he's really too young to even be in school, but he is able to get um, speech therapy through our local elementary school. And that's something we do at home and we can do virtually, but we have that offered to us through the school system. So they have trained individuals who are equipped to help our kids with a lot of different things. Right. And uh, along those lines, there are resources that the public school have uh, that we don't, you know, in other realms. It's a bigger entity. There's going to be more, uh, possibly more things available to students, extracurricular activities, uh, sports teams. And depending on where you live, uh, those things may not be available if you're homeschool. Um, private schools often have a hard time fielding a team. So there's some things like that that are available automatically um, mm-hmm. banned, those kind of things that are maybe tougher to pull off in a homeschool or a private school setting. Right. Yeah, not impossible. It's just you don't have to do as much digging and searching to find it. It's all available to you at one location. So whether that be a STEM program or something more specialized like robotics or um, FFA or athletics and things like that. Or even a, a weird foreign language in high school that mm-hmm. would be harder to get somewhere yeah. else. That's good. That's good. Um, so, Jeremy, now what about um, Salt and Light? I feel like um, that's the name of our student ministry. We talk about that. How would you see yeah. that affecting students? Well, you know, that's a command for Christians to be salt and light in the world. We're supposed to be that. And the public school system gives a more uh, broad, a more open mm-hmm. opportunity for that to kids and teenagers, and not you know, it's not perfect. It's not infallible, but there there typically would be more opportunity for that, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, someone we were talking to discussing this said it gives you a chance to have boots on the ground, salt yes. and light access. Yeah. So, so it's like, man, yeah, you are go. right there in yeah. it. Again, not that um, people who are uh, homeschooled or Christian school don't have any opportunities to be salt and light, but you really, I mean, it's given to you. Here's yeah. your mission field. Go. Yeah. And a- another benefit to the public school system is it's a more uh, students in that system are more easily exposed to different belief systems. Now, that can be a negative, too. Mm-hmm. Let's just um, put all our cards on the table. That can be a negative. But there's uh, something to be said for being exposed to different ways of thinking and comparing that to what you're taught at home and at church and critically thinking about those things at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, strengthens our stance um, and strengthens our ability to defend the faith yep. 
while our kids are still under our roof, giving them an opportunity to go out, be challenged, come back and discuss that with us. Um, that's a benefit yeah. to a public school education. Oh, yeah. So it would, I would definitely say it could deepen your apologetics, teach your kids how to coexist with others from different viewpoints of still holding true to what is true while still um, having those conversations, those interactions, speaking that truth in love. So we've talked about what makes some just a few different things that would make public school a valid choice. But if so, if God has led you to a public to choose public education for your kids, um, what would be some things, Jeremy, that they would you would want parents to be aware of in making this? Or maybe they're right in the middle of it and they need some um, encouragement for just some things to help them be the disciple maker of their kids. You know, I, I think first I would want to say, um, and maybe this begin this belong this statement belonged on last. The last episode we recorded or the beginning of this, but in some people's mind, and maybe it belongs here if you find yourself, you haven't made a decision yet, but you're praying through this. Um, In our society, public school is the default Mm -hmm. education system. Yes. Um, But it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of other options available. Yeah. Um, So it doesn't have to be the default setting. Mm -hmm. Um, But as we talk about things to be aware of, challenges of educating your, your child in the public school system. Uh, the truth is there's going to be some influences that are not just false, not just unchristian, but even anti-Christian influences and teaching in the public school system. Yeah. And, and I would say with that, Jeremy, a lot of times we think like our kids are going to be, like I'm doing this sending my kids to be salt and light. And that's good. Like, obviously, we want them to have that. But it can be unrealistic to, to, to just assume that our kids are going to influence others. They're automatically going to be salt and light on their own without training and equipping from us as parents. And it's also not a binary thing. It's not either either you're influencing other people or they're influencing you. The reality is both are happening. Mm-hmm. So even if you have been trained and you as a parent, you're putting the work in to make sure your son or daughter understands how to be salt and light in the world, there's still going to be some influence coming from the other direction, mm-hmm. you know, so we have to be aware of that, you yeah. know, that's the that's the reality of the situation. And this anti um, unchristian or anti-Christian teaching, it's not necessarily just in the textbook. You know, there are some textbooks that are going to teach things that are contrary to what we know to be true. Mm-hmm. But then there's going to be the student who your kid is learning from because they're hanging out and they're friends and they're receiving this worldview that doesn't line up with scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, um, what kind of physical relationships are appropriate before marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, the prevailing culture in public school system and, and high school is that intimate physical relationships are appropriate before marriage. That's contrary to what we know to be true because what's taught in scripture, but being taught all day long in, uh, in our youth culture 
is a contrary idea. So Mm -hmm. it's not just, hey, this textbook teaches evolution, and we know that's not true. Or, hey, this textbook teaches that there's, I don't know, the earth is billions of years old, and we don't believe that to be true. Whatever it is, there's those things to consider. But then there's Mm -hmm. also the worldview that's being shared by their peers and by teachers who there's no way you can teach and not share your worldview, even if your assigned topic to teach isn't that worldview. Right. So be aware of both of those, I would say. Be aware of your the negative or really anti-Christian influence from their peers, but also be aware that they're more than likely getting an evolutionary, atheistic worldview being taught to them. So um, you know this if you were raised in the public school or if, or if you went through public education, like curriculums have become more hostile to a Christian worldview over the years. And there's a lot of battles happening right now um, between school boards and between parents. There's a lot of things going on. And this is not political. I'm not even, we're not even getting into the political arguments. Just look at your Christian worldview, your faith, and it is easy to spot. There is going to be an anti-Christian worldview being taught. Be aware of that. It's not just in sex ed, but it permeates through all classes that run contrary to a biblical worldview. You know, and it's not just in high school. Yeah. I think we have uh, maybe a misconception that we got to wait until our, our kids are older and they're ready for these deep conversations. But the truth is, um, things that are contrary to Scripture are being taught at a very, very young age. Yeah. Um, you may be seeing these headlines. And you're seeing that, hey, in uh, in elementary school, kids are being taught that gender is fluid and that um, uh, homosexual relationships are appropriate. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking that's happening in some far off place that's far removed from you, but it's not only happening there. Yeah. This is this is happening in our in our area, in your area, wherever you are listening to this. And it's not just happening in the public school. Like, it's, they're being taught that on Netflix and Disney Plus and everything. <sighs> That's so, right. So be aware, this is not just, oh, the danger zone is only the public school. Oh. And if I just keep my kids away from that, then I'm good, <laughs> they're going to be good. No, they're going to get it in many, many different platforms. Yeah, that's, for, uh, that's for when we're warning about the challenges of private school and homeschool. Yeah. You know, that's exactly right. This isn't just a public school concern because school, this is a good point. School is not the only place we learn, right? You know, we're learning from everything. So, um, we have to be aware that some of these same dangers, uh, danger might be a strong word. Some of these same challenges in the public school system are true across the board, right? All of us need to be aware that our kids are soaking up this learning from all around them. Oh yeah. And even as we are trying to influence the world, We have to make sure we're not being influenced by the world. Mm -hmm. So another thing for parents to be aware of is, and Jeremy, I know you can probably speak a lot more into this, is that public education, elementary, middle, high school, it is not the same as when we were growing up. No way. I remember, for those of you that live near us, uh, I went to Triton High School, and I, I remember having teachers that talked about Christianity in school and, um, and there was never anything discussed about um, uh, LGBTQ and 
about genders being fluid and about pronoun use. All that stuff is brand new, and it's happening in our public schools mm-hmm. um, from the very beginning. It's a, it is a very different world than when I grew up, and there was plenty of negative influences. I was one of them. Yeah. There was plenty of that in the school system, plenty of unbiblical worldview, but it's worse now. Yeah, and I remember, I think it was my mom or mother-in-law or someone who was talking about uh, being in public education in elementary school, and even even evolution was just taught as a theory because that's what it began as. It's still a theory that people teach as, now this is truth, but they presented that more as this is a potential option, and some even bringing up creation as a valid option because of the Christian influence in public education. Well, the majority of that is gone these days. You're going to get a one-sided... Uh, view. And even if you're blessed to be in an area where, hey, I know some of the teachers are Christians at my school. They they follow Christ. They go to church. We still have to be aware, even though they may have some good influences, that doesn't mean across the board, they're going to have nothing but Christian influences teaching them and instructing them. Yeah. Side note, thank God for Christian yeah. teachers in our public school system. Oh, yeah. Um, we have some that attend church with us here, I'm very thankful uh, that that's a, that's a real thing. And we need more of them. Yeah. So if you're listening, become a public school teacher and <laughs> yes. bring Christ into the mm-hmm. system. No, not necessarily. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that would be terrible. And, but we also have in public education, in our specific area, we have an open door into our public schools, which is a blessing. Uh-huh. Um, And so we do have – I know every school district is different. Um, And so we just have to be aware not every public school is the same. So we're talking about different things. So understand – and this is just goes more into knowing what is actually being taught at the school. What is the culture? What is being, um, uh, what is being not just taught, but what is being modeled by our teachers? Know that school district. Be aware of what's going on in it. Yeah, and even more than that, be aware with what's going on in your kid. Yeah, this has to be a constant conversation, observation, view, knowing what's going on in the heart and mind of your own kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's tough uh, as a parent of a high schooler, a middle schooler, a college student. That's tough. You know, sometimes conversations are easier if they're about things that don't matter, you know, and and, um, having an open, ongoing communication with your kid, student, teenager, about important things. Mm Mm-hmm is necessary. And if you're if your kid is being educated in the public school system, um this is the only way that you're going to know how they're being influenced. Yeah. Is having those conversations. So realize that the last thing really parents should be aware of is there is more work for you to do as the parent to I don't know, for lack of a better term, really just like reprogram the negative or dangerous ideologies that your kids are learning from either their peers or teachers. So be engaged in your kids' education and realize that there's going to be a level of training of, okay, what are you being taught or learning that's false and instructing them, but then also replacing that with, okay, what does God's word say? What does the truth say? I've had meetings with kids, no joke, elementary age kids, 
in the public school setting that came, their parents brought them to me because they learned in school that dinosaurs are real and they believe that the Bible teaches that dinosaurs are not real. And here's this kid in second grade having a crisis of faith. I don't know if I can believe the Bible because this teacher who I get to hang out with every day, who I believe cares about me and wants to tell me the truth, told me that there are dinosaurs and that which is true, my teacher or the Bible. And this is happening in the mind of your kids. Thank God this one kid was close enough to his parents to express that. We have to be in our kids' business to know what's going on. By the way, the Bible doesn't say that dinosaurs aren't real. We see the bones. There were dinosaurs. Um, But what the Bible does say is that man was created in the same week as dinosaurs Mm -hmm. and not billions of years after the dinosaurs lived on earth. And right. we could, and so we discussed that with that kid. There's, um, we don't have to be afraid of our kids learning things that are true, mm-hmm. but we have to realize mixed in with that truth is some falsehood and we got to help our kids detangle that. Oh yeah. And I mean, this just goes back to just be engaged in your kids' lives and don't outsource all of your Um, biblical training to the church because two hours of programmed kids or student ministries isn't enough to replace however many hours a week they're in school and the other influences they're receiving. They need more of the truth given to them at home, not just at church. Yeah. And uh, side note, you can do this. Yeah. You you know, you can read your Bible. You can be close to God. You can be ready with an answer. Now, Mm -hmm. hey, we're here. Um, and if you attend another church, your pastor is there for you, and we're on your team, and we can help with this. But you, you're the parent. You can handle these things, mm-hmm. these conversations with your kid. You're, you're equipped for this. You have, if you're a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit. You have his word. You can handle these things. Mm-hmm. Another side note, um, I know we're focused on religious things, on spiritual things. That's our that's our wheelhouse. But the truth is your kid's education is your responsibility in general. If your kid's not learning math, you need to be aware of that Mm -hmm. and not just leave that on the teacher's desk as their sole responsibility because your kid's going to move past that grade. That teacher's going to be in the background and your kid is still going to be struggling with this issue. You got to be involved in what's going on with your kids and know who they are, what they're struggling with, what they're learning, what they're not learning. Be ready to correct the falsehoods that they've been taught and be ready to step in and uh, and fight for your kid's education across the board. Yeah. So, again, we said this already. We don't know you, your kids, your situation. Wherever God has led you to what method of education for your kids, follow his leading, listen to his leading. And if public school is your option that you have chosen, whether by default or being led by God, um, examine, think, okay, how can I be aware of these um, potential pitfalls or negative influences in my kid's life? How can I be more involved in my kid's education? Where can I begin to have conversations about what they're learning so that I can point them to the truth of God's word? 
Yes, the great theology from High School Musical. You got to get your head in the game. You remember that song? You got to get your get your get your head in the game. Yeah, that was so great. Yeah, I love high school Man, musical. I was not expecting that, but I love it. Okay, hey guys, thanks for listening to Beyond a Parent. Remember, parenting is beyond us, but in Christ, we have all that we need for this journey. Peace out.